chapter 16, The Warren. If you told me a dude John Henry's size could squeeze through a tunnel of thorns I had to duck through, I'd laugh in your face. But somehow the thicket seemed to shift and grow and stretch around him. Chestnut had said the thicket had magic woven into its vines, but it was still amazing to watch as we made our way through the maze of hallways unimpeded. We found Brer sitting in the middle of the floor in a dome-like room. Small holes dotted the space from floor to ceiling, and behind the walls I could hear the sounds of scratching and scampering. Mm-hmm, Brer grunted as crumbled leaves tumbled out of an opening near his head. Got it, he said as a flash of gray fur disappeared into a burrow by his feet. I'll pass it along, he muttered as a fluffy white tail dashed away. This is the warren, John Henry whispered as we watched Brer work. Them little holes are tunnels that lead all over Midpass, and even beyond. Somebody once said a few of them go clear over to the mainland. Brer's friends gather information and bring it back here, where he organizes and files it away for future reference. He's got spies? I blurted out. And you accuse me of being... Collecting information is hardly spying, Brer snapped back, his ears flattening in annoyance. Enough, you two, John Henry said. We've got a problem that has to be dealt with, and I reckon it's time we talked about how to fix it. Fine, fine, of course, said Brer, but I'm waiting until the others get here. No sense in wasting my breath twice. The rabbit collected his scribbled notes and began sorting them without another word. John Henry shrugged an apology to me, and I rolled my eyes. God or no God, Brer was working my last nerve. Miss Sarah and Miss Rose arrived a short time later, and I was surprised to see Ayana trail them inside. While the winged goddesses both murmured greetings to me, the raft pilot gave me a brief smile that I hesitantly returned. Ah, good. About time. Brer shuffled a stack of his notes and cleared his throat. I, for one, will not dally, as I'm incredibly busy. Doing what? Sitting? I said before I could stop myself. Brer hopped to his feet in a huff. Some of us, boy, actually contribute around here. Some of us believe that helping everyone survive is important. I solve problems, problems that you created, so spare me the insolent sarcasm and start pulling your weight. I didn't ask to come here, I snapped. We didn't ask for you either, and yet here you are. Well, help me go home, and I'll get out of your hair. There is no going home. Brer exploded. He hopped inches from my face and glared. That's the problem. Nobody here has the ability to fly you up to a burning spiral of death that's been hanging over our heads for a year, growing bigger and bigger, not with hordes of iron monsters lurking in the mists, not with brand flies swarming in the skies, chasing you this way and that. Until the tear is closed and those iron monsters dealt with, you're not going anywhere. So lose that idea until I tell you otherwise. I bit back a retort and remained silent, struggling with what he had said. I was trapped there. For how long? The time difference between my world and Alki continued to throw me off. When I escaped, if I ever escaped, that is, 
how many days would have gone by at home. So then, what's the plan, Br'er? John Henry threw up his arms, and his fingertips grazed the walls on opposite sides of the room. If we can't get up there, that hole will keep growing, and those iron monsters from the bone ships will keep boiling out of the burning sea. Br'er rubbed his furry face and sighed. From what we've been able to gather, there's some connection between the abnormality in the sky and those creatures. I just haven't been able to figure out what it is. What we do know is that when young fisticuffs here, he pointed his ears at me, battered the poor bottle tree, that upset something, and the iron monsters, a minor nuisance since you-know-what was defeated, have been a menace again. If we can push this boy back through the clothes and close the hole behind him, it stands to reason whatever is aggravating them will be cut off. Miss Sarah said, That's all well and good, but someone still needs to get up there, her partner continued. And we're not trying again, they finished at the same time. Miss Rose sniffed. My wings still twinge in the mornings, you know. Miss Sarah nodded, and I imagined the two goddesses beating their wings in time as they shot toward the tear in the sky. A crash of thunder and black feathers falling, a shriek of pain, and... Tristan, honey? You all right? Miss Sarah peered at me, and I shook the vivid image from my mind. I could even smell the singed feathers. Fine, I croaked out. John Henry was still arguing with Br'er. And like you just said, them monsters ain't letting no one get close enough to try, he rumbled. Br'er hesitated. Provided we figure out a way past them, which I'm working on, there are two people I know who can make it through that fire unscathed, but only one of them can fix the rip in the sky and perhaps rid us of our unwelcome guest. We all leaned forward to hear the name. Anansi. Uh,